0: Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I've Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio.
1: Yes, and welcome to another happy hour. Yes, it's actually Friday as we record this.
0: I know, so we're doing this
1: right. And it is in the afternoon, so I feel a little appropriate for this one. (laughs)
0: Like how we always have to disclaim something. Every Um, time. Also, with that, as always, drink responsibly if you choose to do so, be it an alcoholic beverage or a non-alcoholic beverage. Yes. And yes,
1: we have decided to make this a special episode because I feel like you and I brag a lot about our Sunday routines when we used to get, well, we still are because we're planning to get together soon, when we do the little routine of your Star Wars watching party, essentially. And you've named it, which way you've named it what? Sunday,
0: Sunday, Sunday, <laughs>
1: which has a whole, it has a whole backstory for sure. It
0: does, and yeah. everybody
1: in your world knows this backstory and have mm-hmm. been fighting over to uh, participate with you. Like we all kind of are trying to get our way in there. I think
0: I love it. It's become like an actual thing instead of something I just started a couple of years back. <laughs> right. So
1: another disclaimer, we're not sponsored by anyone. Mm -hmm. Every time we do an episode, it's typically just because we found something that we love and are so excited by. And it is centered around women in that industry, whether they are the CEO, COO, the creators, a brewmaster, whatever. Uh, We love highlighting that and decided we wanted to uh, honk our own horns
0: about the things that
1: you and I have created. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Annie, today we're going to do simple which is we're going to talk about our cocktails that we have created for this lovely new tradition Mm -hmm. called Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And because you are you, everything's centered around Star Wars and must have Star Wars puns. And because I am me, I'm like, I'm going to make 10 different types of drinks and try to figure out if I could actually be a mixologist because I want to be so bad in Mm -hmm. my lifetime. So what have you created today?
0: Yes, so I have created, it's called the Yub Nub which is Ewokese, which is the official language of the Ewoks, for basically like, yay, triumph. Uh, you probably saw it a lot. It gets passed around when like, uh, in the last election, when uh, the announcement finally came through, a lot of people were like, yub nub. Uh, And it's a song (laughs) that the Ewoks sing uh, at the end of Return of the Jedi, which George Lucas later changed because he said it was too childish. But I wanted to, for that, because the Ewoks live on kind of a foresty moon, I created this drink, which is gin and grapefruit juice, fresh squeezed grapefruit juice is Mm -hmm. the best, tonic water, and then some basil leaves and pepper. And I want, you know, shout out, Uh, I know, Samantha, I think you're the person that introduced me to this drink, but I was inspired by the drink at a local restaurant, Wrecking Bar. Yes. Because they have a very similar drink. But it's, it's a very nice, like, tart, refreshing, light drink for the end of Return of the Jedi.
1: Yes, uh, and I think it's perfect. I, it's one of my favorite drinks because a I love gin, b I love basil. So those two things to me cannot go wrong. And then you add the acid of the grapefruit—such a delight! It's one of my favorites. And you doing it with a fresh squeeze. Mm.
0: Yes, and, and thank you it. by the way for the grapefruit assist. Samantha dropped I, off the grapefruit in my apartment.
1: <laughs> I'm like, look, we're doing this, so you're gonna need your grapefruit. She's like, I can do an alternative. I was like, no, we have to do this right. I won't allow it, which I had to go for myself because I created what we are calling the Tattooing Sunset. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, that's her like favorite scene. Every time it yeah. comes on, she just sits there and stares. And we will share pictures of these drinks. And we will share our cocktail recipe um, online. So you will have this. But, which, Annie, that means you're going to have to give uh, specific measurements. So I hope oh, you're no. ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a dash of this <laughs> but my tattooing sunset is i muddle up about four berries it's according to how many drinks you do about four blackberries rosemary simple syrup and a squeeze of lemon juice into my shaker and then i add an ounce to an ounce and a half of uh, gin half boozy you want to be it's up to mm-hmm. you oh you don't have to you can do this without the gin and i'll replace that i'll tell you how in a minute. And then you muddle it up and uh, shake it with ice. You put it into, I typically use a flute. Mm -hmm. Annie has slowly tried to kill off all of my flutes because she's (laughs) slowly one by one breaking them. It has been a delight to watch. One time it was just on the ground and she just stepped, like not even, I don't think you, I think you stepped near it and it just fell over, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And one time I was making the grapefruit, I was squeezing the grapefruit and it just fell off a counter that I wasn't even using. So I think really I might be into confident. it. <laughs> <laughs> the danger to champagne boots everywhere.
1: <laughs> she bought me a whole new set. and I'm like, I'm, I'm excited for you to break these. Yes. But yes, yeah, so I put it in champagne flute, and then I top it off. It, and honestly, it's more champagne because it's going to have like probably a third of that is that cocktail mixture. And then you mm-hmm. fill it up with champagne. And it comes up to this beautiful pink, purplish color. That's why we said Tatooine Sunset. And then mm-hmm. I put two little blackberries and usually like a sprig of rosemary in there. But the blackberries represent the two suns on yes. Tatooine. Yes. And yeah, and I'll put a little lime, a uh, little lemon wedge sometimes. If I'm getting real fancy, mm-hmm. I'm going to do that, but not all the time. But that is the Tatooine Sunset. And it's inspired from... One of my other favorite drinks, which is a French 75. So you take the original French 75, add some berries, some rosemary, and it's delight. Yes. It's one of my favorites. So that is our drink. Uh, mm-hmm. And mine, again, Tattooing Sunset. Man. Yeah. Should we trademark these? I feel like we need to trademark these. I was so
0: impressed because I was getting text messages from Samantha and she was like, I want a drink that represents like being tempted by the dark side, but staying light. And I was so happy this was happening. I did. It's a very artistic drink. I've tried to make it and I could never make it as good as you. So I'm like taking in this recipe and seeing where I've gone wrong.
1: (laughs) To be fair, you also are missing things, which is why I have to drop things off to you when I'm like, Mm -hmm. we're doing this recipe. And you're like, what? (laughs) kind of like when we did the um, (laughs) hanky-panky, I knew you Mm -hmm. didn't have an orange. So I made sure to get you an orange as well.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) But we are celebrating these drinks and talking about these drinks specifically because I thought it's necessary that we talk about routines and why it's important. And the reason, if you don't mind, Annie, can you tell exactly why you did
0: Sunday, Sunday, Sunday and how it's become this? Absolutely. So Sunday, Sunday, Sunday started as something that was something that I needed for comfort because I used to... It used to be called Sunday, Run Day, Fun Day, because I would do my long runs on Sunday. And I would always call my mom on Sunday nights. And at the time, that was a very difficult thing for me to do because my dad was dying. It was a tragic phone call, like a difficult phone call every time. So... On Sunday, I would do this run and then I would make sure to have plans. Like I would go with one friend hiking and I would go with another friend. I'd go see a movie. I'd go to a restaurant. It was just kind of this like day of really filling it with activities and things that I really liked to prepare myself for this difficult thing. And then I would usually stay up really late and watch John Oliver. So it became like this whole day and I did it every Sunday. And then from there, Quarantine pandemic happened, and I can no longer do all of these things that were associated with it. And by then, people had started getting in on it. Like they had started, you know, every Sunday, I would hear from, you know, a group of friends, like, What are you doing for Sunday, Sunday, Sunday? I'll meet you for this part or this part or this part. And it was very low key like that. And it was also, I'm not a very spontaneous person often, but it could be very spontaneous. So it was kind of a nice break from the rest of my. Week Like, there was the routine of it, but it could be like, oh, let's go. One time we saw, like, three movies. Right. (laughs) Wild. So then, yeah, pandemic happened. And I can't remember the specific reason. I think it was because I wanted to get Mark Hamill to tweet at me. But I decided I was going to watch the original trilogy, Star Wars trilogy, which is something that had always brought me comfort. And even though I by no means watched them at the rate I watch them now, I can think of times in my life where I was really stressed and I watched those movies. I can remember them because I was stressed and they just brought me so much comfort. And I was telling people about, you know, like, yeah, I'm just, every Sunday I'll, I'll be doing, watching these movies and I would have virtual watch parties and people would drop in whenever they wanted. And it was really cool because it, it was movies we've seen a lot for a lot of us. And it was cool to have people come in and still be really excited about it. And having that friendship and camaraderie over it. And it is something that from there blossomed (laughs) into (laughs) um, us hanging out a lot and creating cocktails and so much like discussions I've had, wonderful discussions. And it is it does surprise me how every time it is such a comfort and, and like... A relief, even if I am working on Dungeons and Dragons or costuming while it's in the background. It's just like, makes me feel lighter.
1: Right. And you're not the only one. According to One health site, they talk about how that it does allow for a sense of accomplishment and how important uh, routine has been. As uh, one says, routines can be important anchors to maintain good mental health and dealing with anxiety, especially during times like the pandemic. Uh, They create a positive level of stress that keep us focused and may help avoid some of the depression that many people were feeling, especially during the time of a pandemic yeah. and isolation. And I remember like uh, knowing, when you would text me, my immediate response is, are you watching Star Wars? And you're like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know that that's the thing. And for myself, that's something that I do as well. Not necessarily with Star Wars. Of course, I got to jump on the bandwagon. This was partially because you've been pushing me to watch it for so long anyway that I was like, well, I have nothing better to do, so might as well. <laughs> But it became a whole thing. But it's become something that I started looking forward to. So we may not do it every weekend, but every month or so you would come over and we would have a whole thing. But it was something that kept me active. Like, okay, we were going to do this, but we have, hey, I need to go grocery shopping and make sure we have these items because these are a part of these traditions. And traditions as well make us feel safe because that means there's a place of belonging. It means Mm -hmm. that you have an importance to you because you're part of something bigger than yourself. And that's kind of the tradition. of course, there's bad traditions as well. Um, We're not necessarily talking about all of that. But I think what I wanted to focus on, as much as we love these times, that it was for part of your mental health. It is for part of your anxiety. You lost something, but you gained something. And now, because we're, quote unquote, normal times are back, not really, um, and I'm still waiting for the bottom to fall out and for us Mm -hmm. to go back to the uh, quarantine days. Honestly, I'm kind of scared. Mm -hmm. But it's now become something that's because it was so it was such a help it's sentimental now it's kind of like oh this still feels good and i don't i still kind of want to hang on to that and there is that level right
0: yeah and there there's a bunch of parts to that of you know especially like i'm a big proponent or believer that nostalgia can be great but it can go terribly wrong but it also like It just, it does to me feel like kind of an old friend or something I can be like, oh yeah, I remember these good times associated with it and to have these conversations. Like it's easier for me to complain about Darth Vader's psychology just for one like afternoon to take my mind off of like a pandemic and all of this dark stuff to be like, he's a bad dad. And everyone's (laughs) like, yes, no one's arguing that point. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And having those conversations and it's something too where... On Father's Day and, and the anniversary of my dad's death, I now watch them because it is... we. There are things I hear in that movie I can't not hear him say because he quoted it all the time. And it does feel like in a very dark humor kind of way, like a bad dad movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> it is, honestly. Yeah, but it does give me comfort to know like on days like that, that could be tough. I have this thing that I feel will provide me some level, some semblance of safety and normalcy and happiness. Like, I get so happy. Yeah. I've seen him a million times. I'm like, oh, it's this
1: part. <laughs> uh, I really do want to do a live video of just just you watching this for the millionth time and your response as if it, like, I thought it was so funny because when we first watched it and you were so into it and your reactions were so into it that I'm like, how many times have you watched this? You're mm-hmm. like, what? No, but it's so good. Like that's that's your response. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I mean, that's the thing too. Is you know how it ends, right? So that yeah, you don't right. have that like concern. But I do get swept up in. This is so
1: dramatic. (laughs) Right, you do. And it's it's, it's a delight to watch. Uh, I feel like I'm watching it with you for the first time in general. Like you're (laughs) watching it for the first time and watching you enjoy it. But yeah, I think that's what we wanted to talk about. And why we're doing Happy Hours in general, why we did Happy Hours, why we started Happy Hours. And we kind of did it in late in the season, obviously, because it was finally coming to the point that people were getting vaccinated, which, by the way, there's a new statistic out. Those people who are actually being hospitalized are the people who are not vaccinated, just in case mm-hmm. y'all need to know that. But uh, the level of, for me, because I am also a person that needs, I don't do well with routine. Like, I'm not going to do nine to five job type things. Not in my wheelhouse. It's like, I don't love that. Yeah. But what I do love is the consistency of something. So I will rewatch something To the point that everybody else is so tired of me watching it. They walk away. But there's Mm -hmm. a comfort in knowing what's coming next. And that I'm not going to be tragically surprised. So we watched uh, Lovecraft my partner and I, and I was really on edge. And it took a long time for us to get through. And because there's so much trauma in there and there's so much uh, history that's just so gross and dirty. And I hate it. I hate it so much, yeah. but I, I finally got through it. And it was, a, to me, I think it was great. So I was able to rewatch it knowing what's coming up and to enjoy it instead of being anxious about what's coming up. Yeah. And I'm kind of like that in anything when I watch. I comfort watch to nobody's business. That was my coping mechanism While working uh, my really hard jobs, while watching kids die, while removing kids from homes or or trying to fight for kids to stay at a home. Like that was my release because my life and my work was so unpredictable and so hard to deal with on a daily basis. Like my therapist at that time could tell you, we could never get to the root of my trauma. My yeah. childhood trauma, because we were dealing with daily work-related trauma that right. had never got. And it was every time I went through a therapy session, I was out for the next three days because we could not process enough in that 45 minutes to 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. I've finally gotten to the point, because I'm not in that field anymore, that I could get past that. But because of that, because of those vulnerabilities, and because I would always constantly feel raw, emotionally raw, Having things like Parks and Rec that I would watch on a consistent basis. Uh, I watched uh, 30 Rock, like Nobody's Business, and it's definitely problematic. Scrubs, problematic. There's so many things that I was like, oh my God, this is so, ooh, Sex in the City, all of those things. Mm-hmm. But it was a comfort because A, I knew it was coming, it was a routine, and it made me feel something other than the horror of whatever was happening in that time because Mm -hmm. I was able to connect on a different level and yeah, complain about this is so dumb or this is so hilarious. Oh, this is what exactly how I feel about this. And Mm -hmm. being able to, as uh, I have said before, a term that my friend used to tell me in college, Babysit your brain. Just being able to remove yourself in a different manner. And I think that made a lot of difference And how that is important and allow for that. That it's not anything about being lazy. It's not necessarily about being um, unfocused. It's it's Mm -hmm. literally about finding that place that you just don't have to think. You don't have to worry about whatever that is and allowance to give yourself that freedom.
0: Yeah, and I think... We've talked a lot about self-care and we've talked about how important it is for people. A lot of you listeners who are in like activism or in difficult jobs like you, are women and minorities just in general have this onslaught of difficult things to deal with and how hard that can be to make space for that and time for that. And there was a point where we were coming to the end of the pandemic quarantine, at least it seemed, where I was like, and I know people have talked about this in public a lot. But it, it, I did have a moment of like, well, what did you do in quarantine? You watch Star Wars a lot. And I was like, don't feel bad about that. Because, <laughs> you, you know, it was just something that I couldn't go anywhere, really. And uh, it did give me comfort, even if I wasn't like super paying attention to them. That's one of the nice things, is that I I can say the lines. So it's I don't right. have to be like watching it. And I can be doing something else. But just having it on gave me such a sense of comfort. And it prevented my brain from like spinning out of, oh, you can't leave and do what Sunday, Sunday used to be. The world is all of these issues that you feel you can't control. So it just gave, yeah, like babysat my brain of like in the background, it occupied it enough where I could do something else and not feel like completely overwhelmed by everything.
1: Right. And we talk about this, obviously, in the U.S. as things are slowly getting to normal. Mm -hmm. I have friends in Canada who are talking about they're still in lockdown. They are still in lockdown, and they're still trying to deal with it. And I feel so bad because I'm like, you did everything right. yeah. And unfortunately, you're being punished for that. You actually went into lockdown and did it appropriately, but because you are not high priority, because you've actually been able to maintain a little bit of sensibility, In this time, and so therefore, the uh, hospitalization was not as bad as compared to the U.S. because the U.S., much like the state of Georgia, decided, hey, it's fine. Everybody out for themselves. Yeah. They don't have access to the vaccine as, as we have had as fast. Uh, I know it's coming, and I know it's slow going, and therefore, they're still in lockdown, at least my friend is, in um, Toronto So she was like, I'm about to lose it. And we had a Zoom conversation with her and my friend in England. Uh, And we're all three very different places in where Mm -hmm. we are. And all I can think is when I'm saying, yeah, I'm about to go work out for the first time, her face is like, I'm going to punch you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that's fair. That is completely fair. Uh, So we're talking about all this. And and, and with that, again, sensibility of like, it's okay to feel like all you've accomplished is I've watched this for the 500th time in a row during a Mm -hmm. pandemic. That's okay. And that's <laughs> fine. And then you have to do what you have to do to keep yourself to that place where you are healthy. And unfortunately, that might have everything to do with finally just giving up for a day. That's mm-hmm. okay. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. And when I say giving up, I mean deciding not to clean the house that day. It's yeah. okay. Or mm-hmm. if you need to clean the house for the 50th time that day. That's okay. Uh, Of course, there's always extremes, and you definitely need to care for your mental health and listen to your own uh, body when it tells you to stop or when it tells you to go or when it tells you it needs help. You need to be able to do all those things. But it's also good to know that there is routine, and routines look different, and that's okay. And if it includes you having to try to make your own cocktails or (laughs) mocktails or whatever, that's okay too.
0: Yes, yes. I've had some wonderful, wonderful Sunday, Sunday, Sundays. A lot of them with you, Samantha. So thank you for this journey, going along this journey with me. (laughs) (laughs) It's been fun. I love all the cocktails you've created and cheers to many more. Cheers. Cheers, virtual cheers. (laughs) (laughs) And cheers to all you listeners. We would love to hear what your routines and traditions are. If you've made any cocktails throughout this Star Wars themed or not, you can email us at stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Instagram at I Never Told You or on Twitter at momstuffpodcast. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You's production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.